Hey, this is Scott. And Evan from Skeleton Witch. You're listening to the Mad Scientist Party Hour. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft, joined once again by a man who has traded his pants and underwear for some magic beans, and now he's stuffing those magic beans up his boner hole. That's Jeff Clark. Hey guys, what's up? And beaming to us from the top of the Empire State Building... The bearded booger-eating gorilla known as Shuddy Boy. Yo, what up, All right, we're back. We're back on track. Back on our usual schedule. I feel like I just saw you gentlemen yesterday. Jeff, did you see that people have been offering up their advice for, to you on your alleged thinning hair? No. And do you give a shit enough to try any of it? Like, Why do you say alleged thinning hair? Well, I don't know. I don't want to make Jeff feel like a dickhead. Yeah. But then thanks. again, it was, it was your own words, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's not that bad. I think Kevin worded that perfectly, and I appreciate that, Kevin. Thank you for treating that sensitive subject with such sensitivity. Um I don't know. I don't think I'm at the point yet where it's that urgent, although that's probably not the right way to look at it, as I'm sure a bunch of the people whose message you're talking about said in their message that I have no idea. Well, where are these messages coming from? Uh, It looked like a lot of YouTube comments, but people that say that that's the last place I go for (laughs) (laughs) to read comments, actually, it was actually for I mean, the internet, YouTube especially, is is usually very counterproductive, but it seemed like people genuinely wanted to help and were either speaking from experience or because I mean some of them I didn't I didn't I just saw that people had advice and there were a lot of big words. Oh so I got frightened and cowered from them. But it seems like a lot of people think that you're in a place right now where if you started putting a little bit of effort and doing some of this shit. I don't know if it's fucking taking pills or rubbing slime on your head, but you can freeze it how it is now. Which, I think your hair still looks pretty good. You might suffer from the same thing I do, where, like, if I'm wearing a hat for a while, or if my hair's kind of wet, my hair clumps together, and you can see my scalp hardcore. I don't think, oh, maybe you have thinning hair as well. I catch it sometimes in the gym when I'm sweaty and there's, it looks pretty, pretty bad up top and it bums me out and I probably shouldn't have mentioned it. And I appreciate everyone on YouTube trying to help (laughs) me out, (laughs) but uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to follow the advice. I probably should. Right. Like if it was, if if it was as as a simple matter of, taking a pill would you do it probably yeah 
I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't really take medication for anything. I don't even take aspirin, but if it's that simple and it's like, it's a solution that actually works, then yeah, I'd probably be stupid to not take it. What about rubbing slime on your head? I don't know if I'm going to get get around to doing that every night. Just what I'm a big slime guy. Yeah, I'm assuming I'm going to have to slime my head regularly if if I uh, want to stop this thinning, balding run that I'm on here. Well, just think about how when you used to watch Nickelodeon and how cool it was when somebody got slimed. Like now you have a reason to. Yeah, fair enough. I was gonna, I was gonna wet blanket the whole slime thing. I wasn't, I wasn't really into sliming on Nickelodeon, but your point stands. I hear you. I'm a fucking cuck. I'm a goddamn cuck. How could you? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, dude. I wish my uh, nutsack would go would would bald or thin out. Man, I had, I had a fucking chipmunk worth of hair down there that I I chopped off today. Really? I don't know why. It was just. Yeah, I needed to right before my editorial call, in between my editorial call and this call, or uh, this Zoom, I chopped off my my forestation down below. Was it was it bad enough to the point where you couldn't even see any nutsack skin through the forest? Nah, it wasn't that bad, but it was not very comfortable. What do you, I mean... Maybe this is just me, but I feel like the day or two after shaving your nutsack area is just like, it's just, those are just great days. Those are wonderful days. Yeah. And then the day following that are horrible days when the stubble comes in and you have to do the the pinch and roll technique on your nutsack to itch it. I, uh, do you baby powder your nutsack? I don't, I've never been a nutsack baby powderer. Because I was always worried that, like, if I powdered my nuts throughout the day when, you know, sweat and grease accumulates. Turns into paper mache and you can make a sculpture out of it? Yeah, it would turn into, like, sludge. And I don't really want my nuts producing exterior paste. I don't think I've ever heard a more Kevin Kraft take that makes... No sense, but perfect sense coming out of your face. That's just kind of, that is your type of logic. And I hear you. I I don't know. I I mean, how much, you got to think of how much like, because that could happen, I guess, but how much baby powder are you really applying for that to happen? Well, that's the thing. I'm a novice, so I I wouldn't know if I'm putting on, like, is it supposed to look like an Entenmann's powdered sugar donut? (laughs) Is it a light dusting? Do you have Entenmann's out west? I don't um, even think so. Really. Or is that just something that the three of us get because of where we're originally from? No, there's Entenmann's at Ralph's. Is there? Okay. Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. When I was a, a I little kid, you. I think I remember seeing it. Chocolate covered Entenmann's used to be like a, a staple in our house. And on like weekends, little, little donuts? No, Foley's. Regular donuts. You take one bite. And then you can dunk it in the milk because you've breached the outer shell. And then the dough is so porous that it can soak up mad milk. And then when you take a bite, it just explodes. Yeah. It's like, you know when you're, oh, yeah, those beautiful bastards. See? Shuddy knows what's up. Do you have those all the time or is this just a coincidence? 
I don't. I can't really see the other apple pie minis. Uh, oh. It's a coincidence because Entenmann's is fucking expensive. Uh, so I buy them when they're on sale, and it was buy one get one free. So Shuddy, when you were off retrieving those, we were talking about the good dunk you can get on Entenmann's in milk. Oh yeah, and like you don't even have to let it dangle for too long before you take a bite, and it gets so. It soaks up so much. It's like a milk sponge. And it reminds me of like, you know, sometimes when you're driving through the snow, like the roads aren't fully plowed and you see like one of those big piles, but you can tell it's wet. And when the tire runs over, it just goes like, just splats. Yes. That's what the Entenmann does inside your mouth. It's a I, milk it, explosion. But, but with the chocolate coating on it, it keeps the, the milky goodness inside. They put it in my mouth. They put it in my mouth. Now that these are sitting on the desk, I kind of want to eat one. I dare you. Do it. <laughs> um, well, I got some exciting news right as we are about to breach the... What do we call it? Like the international dateline? Like right before... Right when the the Easter egg becomes the pod... Well, um, just say the official show time. Are you going to be a dad? Get the fuck out of here. Um, just, I, I wasn't setting. There's no way you could turn that one around on me like you did the first time. Do you, should we pay all this? But are you guys at the raw dog stage? I mean, I assume not because <laughs> you don't even fart in front of her, but. Uh, I don't think you should be raw dogging any chick you're not willing to fart in front of. That's my rule. Who who still uses rubbers two years in? <laughs> okay, so uh, you're other answering than, other than you're people confirming that, that you are raw dogging Carl. <laughs> I think that's that's a um, a very crude way of putting it, Jeff. Yeah, I, I like I'll just to say. Her. I'll, I'll find out from her. I prefer, in other words, he's putting his fluffer nutter in her bing boing. To quote Kevin. <laughs> I, that's that sounds nothing like something I would say. That, that's exactly what you said to Draven when he was on the podcast when he was going on before he went on that date with a girl. <laughs> well, I couldn't. I was trying so hard all weekend to think of the phrasing you used, and it just popped into my head right there. <laughs> Don't put your fluffer nutter in her bing boing. That's exactly that checks out. What well, you said to him, bing boing. In that in that co- context meant but so I was I was really just trying to help him out there. <laughs> Either way, the I got the the cool news that I got is the rough preliminary budget for the second coming of John Cooper looks very doable. Fuck there's yeah. there's a few more things that need to be ironed out that could change the cost like here and there but uh it doesn't seem like it's gonna fluctuate a ton and even if it does go up a little bit still very doable so once the rest of the details are ironed out you know i definitely want to do a kickstarter and let the puminati get in and try and offer some cool perks like um I've been I've been doing some research and looking at other movies that got funded through Kickstarters and stuff, and 
Oh. It seems like the, the toughest thing is anything physical. Because shipping now is just so goddamn expensive. If you're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, chip in 25 bucks and you'll get a copy of the Blu-ray when it comes out. It's like, all right, well, eating the cost of the Blu-ray and the shipping is now uh, a net loss <laughs> for that perk. But it seems like a lot of digital stuff is cool. And then, I don't know, I saw some, some people were giving away, like, props from the movie, from their Kickstarters. Like, if you hit a certain amount, you get you get props. I don't know. Either way, I'm I'm excited, so I'm just diarrheaing out of my mouth hole. But it, it looks like very strong now that things are going to go forward. So then what do we need to, to uh, make Poop Shark Productions happen? Where do we start with that? Poop Shark? I will I'm never just, get any recognition from, from the Academy with that nonsense, Shuddy. That's why we're workshopping names. It's not set in stone. Well, yeah. I've I've already registered a domain for a production company that I wanted to have, like, I think five years ago. <laughs> it just shows what how fucking pathetic my ambitions are. But, um, One of my favorite porn networks are Dog Fart. Are you going to have anything as good as that? No, it'll it'll be something that's like a little bit more reputable. So when people are trying to pitch projects to their clients, they'll be like, ah, there's this there's this interesting new new project coming down the pike from Piss Fart. <laughs> you want to go into business with Piss Fart? How about you do Kevin Craft Cinema, but with a K? It, kinema. Kevin Craft <laughs> Kinema. <laughs> you jerk offs. Um, but I, I was, here's the next thing that that's hitting me is this wave of anxiety after Carl and I rewatched the room this weekend, we were trying to find something to watch. She, I put on last year, I was like, Hey, let's watch disaster artist. She had never seen it. She never knew anything about the room. So she loved the movie. I showed her some clips of the room on YouTube and she was laughing her ass off. And this weekend was finally the time where she took the bait. I'm like, what do you say we watch The Room? She's like, all right, fine. Put it on. And as we're watching it and laughing at how stupid it is, I started doubting myself and thinking like, Fuck. All right, well, before you go any further. <laughs> yes. Cut him off. He's going to say something stupid again. Yeah. Are you going during moving the rest of the way forward in this process, are you going to think that you know best and not listen to any input from anybody with more experience than you? Oh God, no, no. All right. Well then stop fucking worrying about making the room because I mean, I'm not worried (laughs) about it. You're not a fucking megalomaniac and you're going to defer when you don't know something to other people's, common sense ideas absolutely but at the end of the day the screenplay is still the skeleton of the movie and i've said this before i've always been confident in like my ability to write some funny dialogue but when it comes to story structure and the you know serious stuff like the legitimate moments of a movie I'm like, fuck, is it going to just sound like when Tommy Wiseau is... 
I guarantee you when he was writing The Room and those those parts where his girlfriend cheats on him and he confronts her and he gets all emotional, he fucking paid to keep that movie in theaters to meet the minimum requirement to qualify for an Academy Award. He believed in that movie so much he thought it was going to win Oscars. But you watch it and you're like, how could anybody think this dialogue is anything but hysterical when he's going for sincere moments? And it's like, fuck, I struggle with that stuff. Is it just going to be like face-palmingly embarrassing? I think you've had enough people at this point read the script that would be honest with you. And if anyone would have told you that, you would have course-corrected. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're just in this position where you're watching your movie on the big screen, that's kind of a win. It is a win, but I'm not going to lie. Uh, I am the type of person where if I get like tons of bad reviews, I'll definitely be a hermit for like a few months. Like no haircuts, yeah. no trimming my fingernails. I'm going to piss in jars and poop in them and Carl's going to hate it. I don't know, man. But no, I hear you, man. That's why I haven't really shown my face since this NBA losing streak started. So I hate I hate getting bad reviews and bad comments. But I mean, if again, if you just if it just I mean, if it if it gets made right, I mean, obviously you don't want to fucking lose your ass on it, right? So I mean, if you break even and it gets made. That's got to be a win. Of course. It's. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't doesn't most people's first movie not not, not suck is the right word, but I mean, it's, you know, it's a learning process like anything else. Unless you're like, I don't know who came out of the just (laughs) gate with a banger. I guess maybe Paul Thomas Anderson, right? What was this? Wasn't his first movie like Boogie Nights? Was it Boogie Nights? So. Yeah, and I know, I know, like first time stuff, and it's going to be, you know, I just looked at the budget and I was like, whoa, that's fucking cool. If I can you run keep your it, credit card, if I can keep it at that, that's fucking cool. I know a few people who would be willing to put a little money into this, and if a little bit gets raised from a Kickstarter, and then I chip in some, this is this is easy. This is easily doable, but. Now that it's now that I'm confronted with the fact that like, dude, all all it's gonna take now to to go forward with this is you just saying go. Now is where all the fucking self doubt is coming in. But I'm I don't know, I'm gonna do it. Either way, I'm just nervous. I'm and I'm thinking out loud now because I just got this this email. Does the budgeting include catering? Yes. And what are you going to do for catering? Is do I need do I need to join SAG or we can't join SAG. You have to be in a film to join SAG and you have to be in SAG to be in a film. Kevin's tried to I've asked about this. Yeah. Up. So do we join the writers guild so I can get <laughs> a shot at that catering? I want to see what's going on cuz I've well, been on a movie set or a commercial uh, set once. And their catering was pretty sick. I think in a a shoot like this, there's going to be craft services, which is just going to be a bunch of snacks and coffee 
And then I think what you do is you just reimburse everybody's meals. So okay. it, the choice is yours, Jeff, how good the catering is. Well, as long as you just pay for my McDonald's, I guess I'll, I'll be excited. But I think we can get around SAG rules for extras. So, I mean, there's definitely two or three scenes that call for a handful of extras. And if you guys don't want to be a part of it, that's going to make me very sad. Well, Shuddy's, is it going to be shot in Bethlehem? How many different locations are you using, Kevin? <laughs> of course I want to be a part of it. I mean, I'm I'm super down. As long as there isn't a big Laker game or it's not football Sunday or Monday Night Football or Thursday Night Football. Otherwise... Actually, you know what? Nope, I can't do it. I have plans that day. <laughs> Otherwise... I didn't even tell you the I'm day, Jeff. <clears throat> Sports yeah, on every day. Uh, baseball season, no good for me. But otherwise, I'm in. I dedicate. I, I, I admire your dedication um, to staring at men in tights. I gotta find out my losing bet somehow, don't I, Kevin? Are you still Are you still shit in the bed? Are people still sending you death threats? No, it's 2023, right? You turn you turn it around. The, the thing is that who was sending him death threats? Some no guy one. was wishing cancer on Jeff's non-existent children. Oh, that was a while ago. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> was that a sports betting thing? I think it was. <laughs> um, my NFL actually did really good. The regular season just wrapped up. I was ten games above 500 in the contest and was profitable, but my NBA season has been so terrible. And that's like my bread and butter. It just, it's, I can't even like be excited about the football wins. It just, the NBA is murdering my sports betting soul. So that's that guy that, that guy that like fell on the field. He's, he's awake now and stuff, right? He's doing good. He went back to Buffalo today. Whoa. So he's out of the hospital. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, good for him. So I what, hope we can play again, but I don't know if that's even an option. Like he might be so fucked up that he's got to retire. I I think he'll get his full strength back. I you know I haven't read like enough of the medical aspect of the story, but I mean maybe they just don't want him play, right? I mean that would be horrible if he goes back out on the field, gets hit again, and then just dies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. Whatever happened with that game? Did they reschedule it? They canceled it completely. So what does that mean? Uh, it's pretty confusing, to be honest. But It means I got fucked out of a fantasy football championship, is what it means. Oh, yeah. So Shuddy had, in his fantasy football championship... Going into that game, it was Monday Night Football, so it was the final game of the week. I think you were up like close to thirty points. I had but... the I had the quarterback for the Bills going, and he had Joe Burrow and T. Higgins from the Bengals and Dawson Knox from the Bills, the tight end. And when the game got canceled, I was still up. The commissioner of the league called me at noon yesterday, asking me how I wanted to handle it. And the option to keep 
to use week 18's points for those four players was on the table. And I decided, you know what, to not take the risk and accept being co-champion. And I got a text message just before the Eagles game started yesterday that if I had let him use the week 18 stats, I would have won by almost 40 points. So you guys split the pot? Split the pot, yep. Wow. Well, hey, at least you got something out of it. I mean, yeah, but you're at least in the you championship. Got, at least you got so. some pot. It's uh it's hard to be upset about it also when it's so inconsequential compared to what happened. That car sure. caused it. You know what I mean? Like I was so, trying so hard not to focus on how it was affecting my fantasy football. Uh, so, I mean, what does this do for like the, the season? Was this an important game? Was there like a lot? Do you really on this? want the explanation? Cause yes, it's uh, complicated. Probably and not. It was extremely important. Yeah. And you're going to zone out. Yeah. So. I just did when Shuddy boy was talking about final fantasy football. It definitely threw uh, his the playoffs start next week, so it threw a wrench in the, in the NFL's plans. They've sorted it out. Not everyone's happy, but they're going to make the best out of the situation. And most of America, except for using a watch, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I caught I caught onto that by um, what was going on on social media. Yeah, it was, like, wow, it was a big thing, huh? I'm literally the only person on earth that doesn't follow the NFL. A few, a few. I feel like few sports stories like penetrate your bubble and make it on your radar. So the fact that you even know what's going on here, it's kind of surprising. I guess not surprising, but it's like this is like what's the other sports conversation you've really been into? I think um, if I remember Kobe's death, and then. Anytime something involves like poops or farts, like oh. there was there was the guy who like farted on chicks, right? Or like ate, ate poop. Wasn't there a poop guy? Uh-huh. Um, I know Outkick just did a story. Um, I, I guess it was from a TMZ story, but the Bachelorette Hannah Brown, um, a couple of days ago talked about how Dwight Howard is a fart machine. Here, I'll send that, you guys the article. That one wasn't even on my radar. <laughs> you are so I guess she was. Oh, all right. So this is a new show that's coming out. I haven't seen it. Special Forces, the world's toughest test. It actually looks kind of cool. It's a Fox show. I think it just came out. Yeah. And um, what does Special Forces mean? So I think it's just like a it's an athletic test and they have to, they have to do like Navy seal training. Whoa. And athletes yeah. go on it. Uh, well, the, the one athletes on that, but the girl that said that this guy's farting all the time is former miss Alabama. And so it's like 16 celebrity contestants. I'm trying to find who the, I can look to see who it is, but there is well, at least one athlete and it's Dwight Howard, but I thought they were like dating or something. I guess this guy was on set just fucking ripping him. You are a fart factory. Wow. Yeah. TMZ says he would not stop ripping ass. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the stuff that gets on my radar. 
And if she people said, are like porking a bunch of people, you know what I mean. So TMZ, like they're known to do, ran up on her at LAX. I don't really know how this conversation happened. I don't know, whatever. But he, she said it was probably tougher than it can ever be captured on camera. She goes on to say it was incredible, but like incredibly challenging in every way because there was no break. Uh, and his farting? <laughs> I think so, yeah. I wonder, like, you know, because the, on TV and movie sets nowadays, it seems like things have changed vastly from how they used to be. And with, you know, no tolerance of being an asshole, sexual harassment, if you're just endlessly ripping stinky farts, like, I proved it this weekend. It's possible to hold your farts in. I didn't fart around Carl, even though I was locked and loaded. What a pussy. Dude, if I had farted around You're a raw Carl, dogger, but you won't fart. Yeah. Kind of, what does that say about your manhood? Um, it says I have my priorities straight. <laughs> yeah, I can see that argument. Um, dude, if I farted in front of Carl this, this weekend, she would not even been friends with me. I, I tweeted this out. <laughs> My farts, like my diet and my daily intake is peak football season. I have not eaten anything healthy in a long, long time. And my farts were terrible. It, it, it really smelled like death. It was disgusting. Well, she she would have been like one of the, the Nazis when they look at the Ark in Indiana Jones. She would have just like melted. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it was gross. It kind of bummed me out sometimes. But then sometimes I was, you know, I was impressed. Like, Wow. I am on a heater right now. Oh, I made that. <laughs> there goes Jeff Jr. I'm yeah, so proud of him. Little gas you. child right there. <laughs> little gas Clark. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, um, I I forgot to mention this last week. I think I might have just teased it, but. Jeff, you if I remember correctly, you were a fan of um, Marriage Story, right? I did like that movie, yeah. Have you, has the movie White Noise made it to your radar? I tried to watch the first 10 minutes, and I was a little tired, and I wasn't, I don't know, it didn't really grab me, but I, it was only 10 minutes. So, And then I saw your text last week, I think. I don't think I'm going to be circling back on White Noise. What were your thoughts? It was... um, I kind of feel like what I was seeing was what you were seeing when you watched Grand Budapest Hotel. (laughs) Oh, wow. Is that bad? Hey, you're about to join the the filmmakers fraternity, so take it easy. (laughs) Hey, look. I, I, I know that was one of those projects that going into it, they knew this is not going to be everybody's cup of tea. I so your text message confused the fuck out of me because I thought you were talking about the Michael Keaton white noise movie. Oh, the horror movie. Yes. Pretty good. I don't know if I've seen that. I saw it in pieces and I remember there's a part where like a face comes out of a static, like a static ETV. And that freaked me out. Yeah, it, uh, it bothered, that scared me. 
Yeah, I, I there was this show on, God, what was it called? Like sightings, something like that. Some some ghosty show when I was young, and they would. It was usually like three stories in one hour, and they talked to this guy who, he, for some reason, he set up his camcorder, and recorded his TV on static. So he just put his TV on channel one or something. Bunch of static going on. Looking for corn? Yeah, maybe. He was like, oh, that's either a titty or an elbow. Either way, I'm beating my meat to it. Yeah, either way, I can jerk off to that. So he sets up a tripod, puts his camcorder on it, and just films this staticky TV. And when he played it back, his dead daughter's face was in it. And they showed a clip of it. And it fucking chilled me to my core as a child. I was terrified. Anytime there was static on the TV, I would like avert my eyes. I'm like, I don't want to see a ghost face. Freaked my ass out. Yeah, mine, that's exactly how I felt about the White Noise movie with Michael Keaton. So when I saw that in the trailer, I was like, oh, shit. They fucking harvested my fears. But yeah, Jeff, I feel like if you... That could almost be an Oscar punishment in itself, making you watch White Noise start to finish. It was that bad, huh? It's just, there were parts of it where I was like, all right, there's some very clever conversations happening. But then it would just get so weird, I couldn't follow it or make sense of what was going on. And it's it's divided up into parts that, it's almost like three movies in one where there's a disaster and then everybody's freaking out about a toxic cloud coming over the town. And then it focuses on them trying to solve the mystery of what medication their mom is taking. And it, it it's... I think it even qualifies as uh, an absurdist film, which I guess is a genre, but it was tough for me. I'm a, I'm a very stupid man. So when I'm watching something that doesn't make sense, it breaks my stupid hamster brain. Yeah, the the um, synopsis says, dramatizes a contemporary American family's attempts to deal with the mundane conflicts of everyday life while grappling with universal mysteries of love, death, and the possibility of happiness in an uncertain world. Noah Baumbach, I don't know who Noah Baumbach is, but that name gives me douche chills. He's the guy that wrote and directed Marriage Story, starring Adam Driver. Sure. Good movie. He's a Netflix guy, I guess. He did the Meyerowitz stories, right? Isn't that with Ben Affleck or uh, Ben Stiller? and Yeah, Dustin, Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. Yeah. Familiar with that one. And Sandler's in it, right? Yep. But, I mean... Yeah, I guess I take it back. Uh, I did. I did like my marriage story. I forgot how many dicks I gave it, but I think it was four, at least four, four, four or above. Yeah, I think it was at least four. But yeah, white noise. I just couldn't. I couldn't get behind. Man, he studied at Vassar College. I heard that place sucks. It's like super expensive, super strict, not cool at all. Yeah, it always blows my mind when colleges aren't aren't cool. Like the college that I went to. Ended up being a dry campus, which never really affected my partying. We just used to have Bonbon put on an Inspector Gadget coat and fill up every pocket with 40s and then just waddle past the the, the RA, clinging and clanging, and just be like, oh, 
my bones are making some funny noises again. Yeah, but, we uh we were on a dry campus as well, but we, dry we got campus. around that. Dry campus. It's college. What are you doing? I, I can't talk too much shit because I went to a Catholic university. So it's like did they make I kind of knew it up front, you did, know? Did they make you pray and shit? No. Did you have to like kneel down and do the rosaries at the start of every class? No, I had to take, there were mandatory theology courses. We had to take three, three theology courses. That was like the only thing, the only like big difference that I noticed um, about like going to a Catholic school, private university compared to public. What, what led to you going to a Catholic university? Well, I wanted to be in, I wanted to be in New York city. I wanted to be a priest. And I wanted to go to a, uh, a decent athletic university. And I'm, I'm a big basketball fan. St. John's is a well-known basketball program. Kind of sucks now. Did you try I mean, out for the team? No, 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 <laughs> no. Somebody tagged no. me on Twitter or something in no. a video with like a large gentleman playing college basketball and just sinking all these shots. And they were like, look, it's Jeff. <laughs> no, I know who you're talking about though. Um but no, no, that can that fact I couldn't even play at St. John's. I mean, no, it's a that's a legit basketball program. I no. I couldn't even play pickup with the guys. Like they were that fucking good. Man. Yeah, I played once with them. Um so basketball guy, factored into your decision to go to that school, but just to watch them play? Living, I wanted to live in the city. I wanted to live in, in New York and in NYU. Um, I, I would I didn't have the grades to make it. Definitely would have had the money to be in there. And every other college in New York City is pretty. It's either fucking gay or academic, right? Like like Columbia, like that's an Ivy League school. Really tough to get into, but like no athletic program and i you know i couldn't have gotten in there with the grades pace fit them like those are you know more for chicks then you have the the cooney schools none of which have any like athletic profile i was always like torn between syracuse university and st john's um but i ended up wanting to live in the city after i was just sick of like living in upstate new york and i wanted to live in the city so that's why that was like my first really only choice for college. I was thinking about transferring my freshman year to either Syracuse or UCLA out here, but ended up just sticking it out in St. John's and See, I, I had, made my decision. I was so stupid. Like I, I didn't know really anything about college. Nobody really talked me up and from my family. Like, you know, when when you're in your senior year, this is what you have to start thinking about and or maybe they did, and I was just stoned. But I really was so unprepared for college. I had no idea what was going on. Like, I knew I was I wasn't going to get into any like big name, popular, good schools. And then it just became I was dating this girl that lived in Pennsylvania, in you know Miguel's hood. And I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to be. I want to go to a school that's close to her. So all I pretty much looked at was the phone numbers for the college. And I saw 
I matched the area code. I was like, oh, this school has the same area code as my girlfriend. I'll apply there. And then we broke up like a month after I got in. And I was just like, all right, well, I guess, I guess I'm staying the course. Yeah. And so that's what you did. You stayed the course in college, right? For how long? <laughs> a semester? Yeah, what do you consider half, three three semesters? The three semesters, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I made it three. I was not prepared for how fucking hard college was. I had I gone to college, it followed with my life plan before I veered off course and went away to the state school I was going to. I would have been lucky to have also made it three semesters. I mean, since Dom Dom and Bonbon went there. Did you have any, was there any thought like, oh, maybe I'll join them? Well, <laughs> when I was applying to schools, I was going to, <laughs> I wanted to go to Cookstown and I was going to apply, but my parents had a rule that the only way I could apply to a school is if they went and visited it. Wait, beforehand? Were they going to definitely pay for your school too? Well, it was going to be student loans and shit. Um, so it wasn't like they had, as far as I knew. But I had been to Kutztown a bunch already by in my senior year because of Dom going there. But I was like, I don't need to go do a school tour. I don't need to go do that nonsense. And they told me I was not allowed to apply there. Wow. So I was going to go to Lock Haven, which is even more in the middle of nowhere than Kutztown is. Like, Kutztown, at least, if you drive 20 minutes in several directions, you get to a fairly large city in that part of the state. But Lock Haven, uh, there are a couple of other small state schools around, and then the closest thing is State College, and that's 45 minutes to an hour away. So I would have been on an island of nothing but alcohol or homework. Yeah, I was on the alcohol island. I saw yeah, the I homework island. Yeah, I would not island. have been on homework island at all. I didn't do my homework in high school when my parents were hovering over me with zero oversight. I would not have well, yeah, that's anything but partying. That's what happened to me. Uh, you know, I, I did I know, two I was years there. in a summer at Bing Boing School where they pretty much just wiped my tushy. There were, t- there were times, there was a scheduled part of the day where everybody had to return to their rooms, do homework and study. And somebody walked around and checked to make sure you weren't fucking off or playing GoldenEye somehow. That's and, not that. Was that on top of study hall? No, we didn't really have study hall. You're talking about high school, right? Yeah. Well, that is, yeah, yeah, you did. You're explaining study hall to me. I mean, I had there was there was a uh, there was a whole class then or in high school. It was study hall. You just sat there and studied or did nothing. I don't know. This you, was you, after you, hours. This was like after dinner. I think everybody had to go back to their dorm rooms. Damn. Did you have like a sh- did you have like a a shorter schedule? No. It was a regular so school the, day. You were in school from like eight to three every uh, day, and then yeah, and then afterwards, even after that, they gave they you had they had mandatory homework time. 
And then, and then there was another hour of mandatory free-range bing-boing time where you weren't allowed in the dorms and you had to either go to the gym or play volleyball or play soccer or, or swim if the weather was appropriate. Could uh, you play basketball? No. I did. I would often Not play. Not did you play basketball. He was asking. I think Jeff was asking, was basketball an option? Oh, it was an option. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Well, yeah, I mean, the options I took, I joined the wrestling team for the first <laughs> the first year that it was offered at the school. Because when I was going to public school, one of my best friends was like a really good wrestler, like winning championships all the time. And we hung out every single day and we annoyed the shit out of each other, especially when we were playing like Twisted Metal or something. And we would fight a lot. And I had really, really long legs, so he would have me pinned on the ground, but I would get my legs free and just use my heels to fucking kick him in the kidneys while he was on top of me. And he's like, man, you're so fucking annoying to fight with because you got these long, lanky limbs. He's like, you'd probably be a good wrestler if you tried out. But it was intimidating. The thought of doing pub- like sports at a public school intimidated me. But at bing-boing school, not so much. And it was just me and the other bing boings wrestling each other until the coach was like, okay, we're going to take you to a school that's had a wrestling, a proper wrestling program for a while. And they paired me up against some kid who was like two or three years younger than me. I had like a foot and a half on this kid. And I'm like, ha, this little pipsqueak is dead. And in a split second, I was tied up in a human knot. I didn't even know what hit me. So Damn, I, didn't, I didn't do that again. But then I joined the golf team. And I got us kicked off the, the local golf course. That tracks. Yeah, all that adds up. Smoking too many ciggies, trying to hit the ball like Happy Gilmore, and swearing too loudly. And at, at the all time of that of my, makes total sense. At the time of my graduation, our school was persona non grata at that golf course. And the Hopefully cemetery. they repaired the relationship since you've been gone. We got banned from the local cemetery, too. That's terrible. I don't even want to know how that I had nothing to do with that. I didn't have anything to do with it. There was like an art class that sometimes took field trips to the cemetery to do the thing where you put a piece of paper up against a stone and then rub a pencil on it. I've actually like been to a cemetery once in my life. I've I don't know. I don't even really know what you're talking about. Well you can hold a piece of paper up against anything that's grooved run a pencil on it sideways and it creates like a little copy of it. You know that trick. Okay. Like in Big Lebowski no. when he when he does the little thingy and, the, and it's a stick figure holding his big dick. <laughs> it's like that, All but right. you do it with headstones. And sure. one of the kids, one of the graves was a big sphere. And one of the kids just fucking got behind it and drop kicked it and knocked it loose and it, Indiana Jones like rolled down a hill. Yeah, what a scumbag, little fucker. Yeah. Hopefully that kid's father beat his ass. <laughs> but it wasn't me. I didn't do that. Yeah, hey, I believe you, man. I was a nerd going into in high school and going into college. So my college like curriculum studying wasn't wasn't really hard at all. I was kind of lucky in that sense. My high school was like really competitive. And I went into college with like six college credits, six college um yeah, six college credits ahead of time. No shit. Yeah, dude. 
I mean, my parents were like jamming the importance of college on my throat since like I was in middle school. So it was just something that I was kind of always aware of and trying for. And then like everyone in my high school went to some sort of college and, and you made it I out. You're the one mad scientist party hour host that graduated college. Yeah, dude. Yeah, there was never like an idea of me dropping out. I probably would have, would have, should have went to a cheaper school. But no, I mean, I kind of hit the ground running in college. You know, I didn't even smoke pot until like a few months after I graduated college. I mean, I drank and partied, but like, I don't know, college is pretty cool for me, and it wasn't very challenging, like educationally, because I took a, I took sports management, which was turned out to be a very easy major. Um, I, I had a, a pretty decent scholarship going into college and I was, I could have lost it actually. Um, I had a really bad freshman semester, my first semester, but it was, I just got like shitty professor luck. I got bad professors and that was your freshman year of college is the only, uh, the first semester is the only semester you don't pick your own professors. So afterwards I, you know, used ratemyprofessor.com, which was very, very useful and pick like friendly t- student friendly teachers, um, professors. Yeah. I didn't, so, I, I don't, I don't even think I knew that you had to pick your own classes. And then someone told me they're like, dude, it's like almost done. You got to get over there. So I ran over and there was like nothing left. I just got the fucking scraps of whatever was left that semester. <laughs> Oh my god! I had no idea what college entailed. None. I thought it was just going to be like high school. Like, wait a second. I I pick my classes. Wait, okay. Do you have eating donuts one hundred and one? Like, <laughs> I think I initially went into college as a theater major, and then really? got so weirded out by theater that I was undeclared. And I'm like, can you graduate and major in undeclared? Like, will they just let me out? Which I think the answer is no. But this theater teacher, she was so fucking weird. She did this thing. I might have talked about this on the show before, but you know, we got a lot of new people joining up. I gotta I gotta stand up for this one. So she goes, Okay, from the floor to here is one plane, and from here to here is plane two, and then from here to here is plane three. Now what I want you to do, class explore all of these planes. And I'm like, what the fuck is she talking? Go! And I look around and everybody in the class is like, (laughs) just wiggling around like fish and eels. And I'm like, what the fuck are these ass clowns doing? And I'm like, all right, well, I got to start doing that too. I'm the only person just standing here looking around. So I start going like, and out of nowhere, she just goes, freeze! And everybody just froze in whatever position they were in. And they're just holding it. And she goes around and she's getting like an inch from people's faces going, oh, oh, like quivering like that. And I'm, you know, 18-year-old Stone Kevin is like, and I'm like, please don't come to me. Please don't come to me. Please don't come to me. And of course, right to me, I can smell her breath and she's oh, oh, Kevin, that's so powerful. Oh, that's so powerful. And I'm just like, Oh, get away from me! And uh, I don't think I ever went back. Why? That was so weird. 
And now, of uh, course, looking back, maybe I get had it. you finished that th- that semester of that class, you wouldn't be so concerned about Tommy Wazowing. <laughs> I know John Cooper. Look, I'll be the first person to admit. At every point in my life where there was a pivotal decision to be made, I made the wrong one. I consistently fucked up every important step in my life. And that's why I'm 40 and in the position I'm in. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, I hear you. I mean, schooling was just the opposite for me. I just kind of made, like, a bunch of good decisions. I My freshman year of high school, I pretty much aced everything. So then I became, like, an honor roll student, and I took classes, like, tough classes, 10th grade. And I was in this really, really difficult it was called world culture, world literature. And it's just, yeah, you just study world culture and world literature, but it was like a 90 minute class. And it was like a 50 person, 60 person class. Um, it was like joined honors, English and social studies. And everyone talked about how hard this class was. Like we had to do a 45 minute speech. Like that was like one of the big projects. You had to do a 45 minute speech on a book you read. Oh, can I and talk you, really slow? The you had to do- cat in the hat. <laughs> we had to do like five book reports, like, but they were in class and like they were scheduled throughout the year. So like you had to read the book and then write like five pages on it like in, in the middle, like during the class. Right. I mean, obviously it was a whole class set aside for that. So it was like the most challenging shit. And like, I went into the class, like the first day, like, Oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to drop out of this class. I don't even know why I signed up for it. Right. And that was like my whole thing is that I'm just going to like, whatever, I'll I'll go to the first week, but I'm, I'm going to get out. Like I'm going to talk to my counselor and the teacher, Mr. Vaccaro, his name was, he ended up writing me um, a, a recommendation or um, what is it? What's the word? A referral? Whatever. He, he wrote to St. John's, the school that I went to, vouching for me. I don't know why I'm spacing out on what to call that right now. Recommendation? But... You were right the first time. Okay. I was so wait, being an idiot. Is Sorry. this a class in high school or college? High school. Oh. And I, so, I was confused too. Yeah, I was like, why was he recommending you to the school you're already enrolled in? No, 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 no. So he was he's my favorite teacher ever. And I went into this class just like assuming I was gonna fucking drop oh. out of it and bail and like I didn't take it seriously. And then he like kind of gave a, a fucking pep talk to the entire class. He's like, Hey, this class is difficult. It's going to challenge you, and you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be very frustrated with the homework we give you and and the curriculum but i can promise you if you stick with it if 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 you if you put up with the grind and you and you and you put you give it your all and you graduate from this class it's going to make you a stronger person it's going to make you smarter and it's going to it's going to really help you moving forward and like i locked in on that you <laughs> I, I locked in on the speech and I was, and he like fucking moved me. And I was like, you know what, whatever I'm going to, I'm, I'm this. And it was like my first honors class. I was like, I'm going to fucking stick it out. I'm going to do it. Oh, captain, my captain. And it was, I, it was, it's still one of like the better experiences I've ever had. Like it, I fucking love that class. Like I learned about art, like the history of art up until like probably the 1960s. 
and I don't have this ability anymore, but I can look at like a sculpture or a painting or even like architecture and like explain its importance, explain its meaning, explain like the themes of the, the art or the sculpture or the architecture. I wish I still could do it, but like, but yeah, I remember just him giving me this, the giving the, the whole, the whole class, the pep talk where it's just like, it's easy to quit, but it's more satisfying if you stick it out and just, just pretty much like I, I took it as him calling me a pussy. I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah. Let's do this. I'm, down. I'm not a pussy. I'll assess some art right now, man. I got to say art critic. Jeff is potentially my favorite multiverse. Jeff variant. Dude. I, I, I mean, I love that one actually admits that he's gay, right? <laughs> that guy, oh, the that statue guy would of never... David. Um, I believe the purpose of this sculpture is to point out the importance of having a micro penis. <laughs> this says it's okay no. to have a little dick. And I relate with that. So what's funny about that is that's like, that's the Roman and Greek, like Hellenistic culture, like our culture, they like celebrated idealism and like individuality and so that's why, like, a lot of the uh, sculptures are these ripped, muscular dudes, like these good-looking guys. But I always, like, was – I never asked in the class, <laughs> but I was like, why does that guy have a little dick? Like, if we're <laughs> – and even when, like – even when I was, like, not as immature or, like, super locked in the class, I always thought, like, why does this guy have a little penis? Like, I'm just concerned <laughs> about his wiener. <laughs> it's just like dude like if their whole shit is i wouldn't fuck oh, that whoops. individualism and like the celebration of of the human man and all of his glory why wouldn't they give this guy a thundercock <laughs> i've seen probably 20 naked dudes like <laughs> david has had to live with a micro penis for centuries for for thousands of years pretty much at this point <laughs> and i just i feel for him like this guy beats Goliath, and they give him a fucking micro penis. It must have been winter when you fought that that Goliath. This <laughs> is cold. Uh, I'm just concerned about his wiener. I honestly would love to go back and retake that class because, like, the stuff that I learned about art, I, I just, I just like, I find the the Renaissance period very interesting. Um, I just find like art and art history very very interesting. Insult, insult. I guess not interesting enough, though, right? I'll take piss in the butthole. I should just become. I should just give up sports gambling and become like a fucking art curator. Every time I, I piss, it smells terrible. (laughs) I want two cows. Serious time is over. I want two cows to fuck me. Yeah, Kevin is done with. Serious conversation. You want to talk about the AFC playoff <laughs> picture now, Kevin? I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, would I'm you like us to explain in... the impact of the canceled Bills Bengals game again? I'm interested yeah. in hot dogs of different nations. You can weigh in on how if if or if it isn't bullshit that Buffalo and Cincinnati might have to play in a neutral field. Yep. You lost me. I don't know what any of those words mean. Um did you guys watch anything? I I tried other than white noise. I tried to go to the theater and I got tickets. I got tickets to see this movie Broker, which is um 
a Japanese director and Korean cast, and it has the the main guy from Parasite, the dad from Parasite in it. And I think that dude's a fucking juggernaut of an actor. I love that guy. So I'll pretty much watch any movie he's in. And I show up to the fucking Alamo Draft House, and there there's a notice on the door. Be like, oh, sorry, we're closed. We had uh, technical issues. It's like you fucks can't just send out an email to everybody who bought a ticket or like the fuck. So Are I got you sure they didn't. Yes, one hundred percent. Because I I went Karen on them in an email, and they were like, oh, sorry, our whole system was down. We couldn't send emails. It's like, oh, give me a fucking break. You could have if you wanted to. But yeah, I got cock blocked on seeing a movie in the theater. So Carl and I rented Decision to Leave, which is by the guy who did Old Boy, Chanwook Park. And yeah. it was it was cool. It was a cool fucking movie. It was long. It was a little bit confusing because there's a lot of shit to keep track of and the editing was a little disorienting. Like scenes would just get cut in the middle and then you're like wait a second is this happening now is this a flash forward is this a a flashback so it would take a second before you would realize what was happening in a scene so it kept you on your toes a little bit it's definitely not like a sit back and relax you got kind of got to pay close attention to it but it was well done beautifully shot well acted it was fucking cool it's a 3.75 dicker I enjoyed it. It's like a little bit of a murder mystery type thing. Murder mystery, romance, intrigue. But yeah, I, I zipped that one up quick because I know it's an artsy-fartsy one. Majority of people probably don't give a flying fuck. What about you guys? I attempted to watch a steaming pile of poopy on Hulu last night. A Hulu poop? Correct. Snoopy Poop Dog! Uh, it stars Lil Rel. Poop! Oof. What uh, the fuck is that? He's a comedian. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, good. What was what was he in? He's been in... Was he in Get Out? Get, he was in Get Out. Yeah. He was the, the best oh, friend yeah, in yeah. Get Out. Um, I know that guy. He was in Free Guy, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, he's awesome. Um... And Josh Brenner, who was Big Head in Silicon Valley. Oh, yeah. I like that uh, guy, it's too. It's called Bromates. I've never even heard of that. It just popped up on Hulu. I get it. Fucking awful. I, I turned it off after an hour. It's about two dudes who have been best friends since they were kids, and they both break up with their girlfriends and become roommates. Oh, Snoop Dogg's in it? It's uh, a Snoop Dogg's production company movie. Wow. Uh, I'm looking at Rob Riggle. Uh, Taryn Manning. Yep. I know her. I know she's been in stuff. Uh, not not a good one, though, huh, Shuddy? No. No, no. So, you watched an hour of this hour and a half movie and bailed. Correct. You were so close to the end. It wasn't even, I couldn't. It was the. It was just, even though 
it's the first time in a while I've watched one of these movies. Like this was very much, it felt like a straight to VHS movie. Hmm. Like at one point they're at a redneck beauty pageant and it just feels like they shot, like the location, it just was a very cheap location shoot and you could tell. Hmm. Well, I can't exactly hate on that. So that's one thing I'm going to have to help you avoid uh, looking like a location shoot from a, a 90s era sitcom. That's kind of what it looked like. Yikes. Or like national, one of those newer National Lampoon movies. Oh, yeah. Like the like the, the Naked Mile or I yeah. heard. So I heard that in that time of National Lampoon that somebody new took over the company and was just licensing out national lampoons. So you could make a movie like I could make the John Cooper script. And then all I would have to do is pay national lampoon a hundred thousand dollars and they will put national lampoons, the second coming of John Cooper. So there was no quality control. There was no yes or no. It was just, you pay this fee, you get it. So that's why so many of those movies around that era had a National Lampoon's thing. And it's like, wow, how do you go from like Animal House, Vacation, to, you know, Stifler's third cousin in college hosting a wet t-shirt contest? It's pretty wild. But anyway, yeah. what it was this, bro Bromance? Bromates. Bromates. Two thumbs down from from old Shuddy yeah, Boy. Yeah, huh? don't waste your time. As I just said in my letterbox D review, don't wait. Let the hour I wasted of my life be in vain and go watching this pile <laughs> of shit. Wow. Well, what about you, Jeff? You watch anything? Um, I watched the first few episodes or first first few parts of the Bernie Madoff documentary which was pretty good. It was like partially dramatized, which was a little weird, but they also had footage of Bernie Madoff given like his statements in the police interview. They kind of spliced it. That, that footage, actual yeah. like audio tapes of Bernie Madoff with the dramatized stuff. It was, it was pretty good. I still got to finish it. He uh, seems like a chiller dude than maybe the crime would suggest to be honest, just kind of, kind of snowballed on him, you know, one thing led to another and end up stealing like $65 billion. <laughs> Do they have footage of him dying? Uh, I don't know. I guess I didn't make it that far. It, it, is he dead? You said footage of dead. him dying. I think he's dead, right? Isn't Bernie Madoff dead? Yeah. Um, his former like employees like really liked him. I guess he treated them all pretty nice and, because like, he probably wasn't stealing you know, from he, them. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're riding out for Bernie, he took care of you. Yeah, and I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, What's that on Netflix? It's on Netflix. I want to check out. There's a bunch of stuff on Netflix that I, I want to check out. I want to check out that new Christian Bale movie where either he's Edgar Allan Poe or he's a detective teaming mm. up with Edgar Allan Poe to like. It's like a, I think it's like a murder mystery set in those times. 
Um, and you, uh, either one of you guys interested in that new show, Kaleidoscope? It's with Gus Frank. Yeah, I, I'm curious about it, but it's like I know it's it's a heist show. It's seven or eight episodes, and the gimmick is it's not it's not chronological. So you can choose which order you watch the episodes, which are all titled a different color. And it's kind of intriguing, and I give Netflix props because they did that, you know, choose your own adventure, Black Mirror episode, which was neat. Um, I don't know. I feel like when you watch as many movies as I do, anything that's sort of breaking the norm or like, hey, this is this is going against the grain. This doesn't follow the exact format every every other fucking thing follows. I wanted to check it out, but I saw it was getting lukewarm reviews and... I don't know, man. It takes a lot to get me to watch a series. It's such a fucking investment that was like, all right, here we go. Episode one of 24 hours worth of content to watch. It's like, yeah, I'd rather just watch a 90 minute movie. So I feel like getting lukewarm reviews was kind of preventing me from kicking it off. It nudged it back on the opposite side of the fence, kind of. Yeah. Does it feel less time consuming? Knowing that you can kind of pick your own path, a little bit. But I was I was hoping people would be like, "Holy shit, you gotta you gotta check this out!" And it's it looks like most of it is just like, "Eh, it's okay." Fair enough. Um, there's a new cooking show on Netflix, which I watched like four episodes on last night. That was pretty good, actually. Oh no, are we gonna have to kick off a new Patreon show for it? I don't think so. It doesn't have Gordon. Doesn't have uh, Joe uh, Joe B doesn't have the elimination process is a little lamer. It's not, it's not, it's not by judges. It's by like vote. It's like survivor meets a cooking competition. So you got to play some politics, but I watched like three episodes. Like some of the dishes are bomb. Like the high food scenes. What's up? I had a high food score. Almost all of them have high food scores. There's really very few failures to be honest. It's, it's pretty impressive. Um, but it's called pressure cooker. It's pretty good, but it's definitely not going to steal any thunder from yeah. Gordon Ramsay, who should be back, um, with next level chef. I don't know if you ever, if you ever watched that one, but no. I'm just was, waiting for more. Yeah. Is there like an echo going on? My brothers are talking outside my room. Maybe oh, that's okay. what you hear. Um, um, well, quick, quick Patreon note while we're on the subject, uh, there's going to be a, a little bit of a flip-flop this week. I believe the new episode of Dragon Ball Queef with our first guest ever, Shuddy Boy, is going to be dropping on Thursday. And Queef or No Queef is going to be delayed a day for Friday with another uh, guest. The first and only guest we've ever had on Queef or No Queef, Chris Naboa, the holder of the Dagas. So hopefully that means we're going to get new drops to add to the arsenal and not just these two. Ooh, that's a dagger. That is another dagger. So just a quick Patreon content programming note. Uh, Do you guys have any final thoughts before we move on? Nope. Well, let's chip away now at Mount. Voicemails, yay! It's so cold in my room. It's terrible. Oh, I have a David penis. 
Okay, where the fart Fuck did we leave off? Huh? Uh, is it... What the fuck? Oh, this one. Okay, here we go. You know what? I'm going to stay one step ahead of the iPad. I just unplugged it and plugged it back in. Ha! Fuck you! What's up, MSPH? This is Colton the Carpenter in St. Louis. Um, I'm listening to episode five. Shitty pizza. Guys, I just had to pause it because you're talking about pre-Netflix and chill Bone Zone movies. And I graduated high school in 2007, and I had a couple of Bone Zone movies. Um, the first one was I, Robot, and the second one was The Incredibles. And I mean to say that I've what? first probably 30 minutes of both of those movies. Um more times than I care to admit. How does The Incredibles lead to the Bone Zone? Like I don't a, know. iRobot kind of makes sense. That's the one with Will Smith, right? Yeah. I guess yes. iRobot can be boiled down to, <clears throat> man, do I want to keep watching this movie or should I just start making out with them to get out of watching the rest of it? Is this, was that movie bad? It's not like great. I watched it. I don't. I don't remember. I I remember it being like pretty good. But I'm also a Will Smith stand. Yeah, or maybe the chick just finds Will Smith so handsome that she wants to go immediately to the Bone Zone. But mm. the incredible as a lubricant, a Pixar <laughs> movie leading to the Bone Zone. That's a that's a fucking weird one. I mean, I've had some weird Bone Zone movies in my day. I think Grandma's Boy was a reliable go-to. My one buddy never deviated from Haggard, the Bam Margera movie. He said that worked like 100% of the time. Hey, you want to watch a movie? Get 10 minutes into Haggard, and then boom, Bone Zone. Is I don't know anything about that movie. Is it is the rationale that it sucks? It's similar to like iRobot. It sucks, and I'm, I'm going to fuck to get out of here, the girl's thinking. I mean, it's been years since I've seen it, but... I remember liking it. I remember thinking Haggard was a good movie. I mean, yeah. if you like Bam, if you if you don't like Bam, it's just nothing but Bam antics. So, uh, all right. Well, let's see. Man, Colton with his fucking Pixar Bone Zone movie. But I've probably seen the ending to them each two or three times, and those were the nights that I couldn't seal the deal. So I just, it's funny that you guys brought that up. I, I. I had to I had to call in and let you know. And then the other thing I wanted to say is I'm approved for a, a medical card in the state of Missouri. So I still got to go through. Whoa. I didn't even know Missouri got down like that. Yikes. That's a Welcome to the real world. Missouri's a deep red state. You must be terminal. I'm sorry to hear about that. <laughs> you must be dying. Yeah the state approval process, but I've got a doctor's recommendation and I might not need Puminati to pee in cups for me because I might be legit here before too long. Fuck Wish yeah. me luck. Love you, bye. Nice. You'll have to call back so in three months or four months we can find out how it went for you. Yeah. That was if October. you haven't already. I'm sure he has. Alright, let's see. This one? Hey, well, it's small country. Uh, MSPH. No, wait. Your uh gave it away. This is 
daddy pointy dick or whatever. Is it small? Is it, does he say his name is Small Country? Yeah, he does. Yes. Okay. Specifically, Jeffrey Clark. Would you suck a dick? Or uh, would you rather suck a dick? Or when you go down, uh, girl, it always has like a penis. A little bit of butt cheese and stuff like that. Like, Wait, why would she have butt cheese in her vagina? That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> there's some flex. There's some toilet paper. There's... I mean, you ever gone down on a girl and... A little oh, bit no. Not this again. Like, yeah. yeah, I... Th- I've been hearing this a lot in stand-up lately, and Carl and I were watching Joe Coy's newer special and he's talking about like licking pussy and getting like toilet paper in your mouth and I think Big J Okerson's talked about it in his stand up and I gotta say I don't think I've ever had a vagina in my face that had toilet paper stuck to it neither have I me neither I feel blessed that I've encountered so many vaginas and I have so few horror stories I'm starting to think I haven't encountered enough vaginas. <laughs> I think you might be onto something, Jeff. <laughs> I, let me tell you what, guys. I haven't seen toilet paper on a vagina in years, so I don't even know what this guy's talking about. Yeah, what's a vagina? Fuck uh, it. <laughs> but what if there was also a little bit of turdage? You know what I'm saying? So now there's turds in this woman's vagina. I don't know what you're fucking saying. No one knows you're talking about small country. Yeah. You should do some dress rehearsals beforehand. Um, I would just not eat vagina anymore. That's how I'd process. That's how I would uh, avoid that dick. All right. There you go. <laughs> Frank, it was pretty easy. You gave me an easy one. Yep. Question answered. All right. Let's do one do, more. Do something I'm not that into or suck a dick. Huh? <laughs> It's easy. What's up, Matt? Pass. Party hour. It is Doug, aka Left Nut. I uh, used to call way back in the day. <laughs> Episode one. I'm one of the most OG of OG Puminati. Wow. And I just had to call in because of a Patreon thing. So sorry for everyone who doesn't uh, double dip on that, but you should be. No jeans washing is the way to go. I'll tell you right now. Uh, every pair of pants I own, except for my jeans, I wash. They shrink, sizes change, they get worn out faster. Okay, a guy who doesn't wash his jeans, he he buys into that whole cult of denim where they say washing your jeans is a mortal sin. Do me a favor, sniff the ass of your favorite jeans, and then call us back with a review, and I guess we'll find out in six months, but... There's no way the ass or even like the taint nutsack portion of your jeans smell all that pleasant. It can't be. You fart in your pants and it filters them. And that means doo-doo crystals get stuck in the fabric. There's poop in your pants, sir. There's poop. Don't Funny that me. you think farting in your pants puts poop in your pants, but sharding is not shitting your pants. I mean, years and years and years of farting, I, I feel like that'll accumulate. 
Like if you t- change the air filter in your car, you're like, whoa, what are all these dingleberries doing? Well, you're really quick there, Kevin, but Shuddy pointed out a very glaring contradiction. And he was even quicker, I'd say. We did, I don't remember this conversation. We talked about now where I, I very rarely wash my jeans. We talked about it because in one of the Shuddy Boys fucking news articles, there was a pair of Levi's from the 1800s that sold for a ton of money. That's right. Yeah. And they hadn't, they, you asked if they had been washed. Fair enough. The first two weeks is going to suck, maybe. But after that, they get this almost waxed quality to them. Water feeds off. Stuff doesn't stick as much. Yeah, because it's covered in your grease. Fuck, dude. And the spot cleaning thing works. If you get a smell, you throw them in the freezer. It kills the smell. I promise it works. Yeah, but then all your chicken nuggets smell like ass. And as far as buying... I don't get why throwing your jeans in the freezer is a better idea than washing them. I know. And like... What's What's the goal? I don't get it. I don't want to spot clean my jeans. I'm too lazy for that. Throw them in the wash. I've washed all of my jeans. They look fine. Yeah, and if anything, you just buy like new jeans. Yeah, right? we're not we're not fancy jean boys. Get the fucking, you know, seventy dollar ones. Yeah, I rocked I rocked seventy, eighty dollar Levi's. Very good. The ancient jeans from, you know, the eighteen eighties mine shaft or whatever. For people that know about it, think about it like buying an original, you know, adventure comics or whatever. It's it's an art piece. That's probably something that's going <laughs> to get hung on a wall and looked at and like, damn, I have one of the most OG original pieces of history, especially American history. It's a cool time castle. Take it easy, Boominati. Hmm. Well... The perspective of a gene lover, a gene junkie. I'll take your word for it, man, but I'm going to continue to do my laundry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to err on the same side as Kevin. Actually, I don't even wear jeans enough to wash them. That's the thing. Do you just wear shorts all the time? Basketball shorts? Yeah. Like I never put on pants. I, tonight will be the first time I'm going to wear pants. I don't know, in months. I don't know. Maybe since the last time I saw you. No shit. I mean, I don't go out very often, right? So, you know, there's no reason to wear jeans while I'm fucking sitting on my couch watching sports. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, well, um, I'm say we're going to call it a day here. Head on over to Patreon land. If you kind friends would like to join us, patreon.com slash Hour. Uh, you, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to that, you're going to love that because some people love that more than this, which is kind of a, a noodle scratcher, but tons of content updating all the time. Oh, oh, are you guys still there? What did I do? Yeah, we're still here. Oh, that scared me for a second. Uh, yeah, check it out. Patreon.com slash mad scientist party hour. Support the homies, and we will in turn give you some wonderful, wonderful content every week. Interns. 
Uh, Jeff, where can people check out your sports betting podcast? Well, the Outkick Bets, just put it in podcast, uh, your Apple podcast, your Spotify podcast, search bar, and it'll pop up. My name's all over it. Outkick Bets with Jeff Clark. Nice. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft, at Shuddy Boy, at Jeff for Records, and at MSPH Podcast. If you'd like to watch these videos on YouTube, youtube.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. And Shuddy Boy, where can people get uh, some of the new merch? We got up. I'm all gone.com. Uh, and then under collections, we have our own heading. You just click on that and it'll bring you over to the uh, all seeing poo selection and the Putin clan shirts. Fuck. Yeah. Check them out. Putin clan ain't nothing to fuck with. And look they fresh. Put, in a this fresh is year. the gray and red one. Oh, my nips hard. Uh. <laughs> I'll live with that. Turkey, you're done. <laughs> I live with that. And thank you once again for listening, friends. But until next time, something. Check, check, check. Meow, meow, meow. Point, point, point. Ooh, that sounds better. All right, ready to rock and roll. Flippity, flabbity, flippity, flabbity, flippity, flabbity. Take my crazy pills. Oh. Uh. Ooh. Oh shit. Check, check, check. Uh oh. It looked like it was going Hey, we were watching the game. And, oh, hang on, I need a minute now. Fuck, I forgot there was stuff in the oven. Oh, no. <sighs> now I've got... Ah, poop! One sec. Meow, 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 meow. Aha. Whoo. Big weekend, NFL wild card weekend. Every every NFL wild card Saturday. Are we are we recording? We are. Um, you're a tad low. We need more of that beautiful Jeff voice. Okay. Or the fans will do crucify I sound me. Better. I, I turned up my mic as long as loud as it can go. Boy, maybe I can do something else. No, it hasn't changed at all. <laughs> okay. Damn it, the fucking, know. that hum is bad. I don't know. Nothing, huh? Not really. I'm going to do the Super Nintendo. Hold on, I'll be back. Okay. Huh. I'm definitely hearing a buzz. That's always fun. Do I sound better? Talk again. Do I sound better? Hey, you're still quiet. You sound gay as fuck. 
You're very quiet, Jeff. Just Jeff? Yeah, or I me think so. as well. Talk again, Shuddy? Yo, yo, yo. Check, 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 check. Yeah, you're pretty good. You were kind of quiet. Now? Talk again? Am I, am I better now? A little bit. Now? How what? about now? Yeah, I think you're good. How now, brown cow? That sound all right? Lemon face. Ooh, lion face. Ah. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, when I was editing and posting the um, episode of Queef or No Queef we did, I noticed you were super quiet on that too. Like you sounded fine in my headphones, but then back on the recording. I think Zoom fucked up an update because I had to turn the auto volume thing off to get my level right for you last week. Those pussies at Zoom. Mute. Wow, I look really red. Top story from CNN right now. Well, this is on my little Apple News feed. 90% of Californians are under flood watches as another storm threatens mudslides. It's been raining like crazy around me. Yeah, same here. It's also been raining a lot here, but that is not out of the ordinary like it is there. Right. I mean, yeah, it's I been know. it's been a it was raining apparently the whole time that I was in Florida and then it rained for a few days straight when I got back and now we got like another 48 hours of straight rain and I'm I am loving it. I'm loving every drop. Like Shuddy Boy with jizz. Is, <laughs> is it you left yourself wide open for that, Shuddy. I don't know how I left myself wide you open. You shouldn't have been that. doing what you were doing. Yeah, why did you, you do that? You shouldn't have been doing what you were doing. Uh, what was I doing? You were sitting right there, Shuddy. You left yourself <laughs> wide open. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? The rain. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it gives you an excuse to not do anything, right? Yeah. Is that, is that your angle? No. I just like the rain. Dude, it, I fucking... It sucks on the East Coast when it happens frequently and it ruins stuff for you, but in Southern California, where it never rains, it's it's it makes you feel like you're back home for a little bit. Yeah. Tonight's like the biggest drinking night of my, of my year, and I was really hoping that I could scoot home like a G, but I don't feel like the weather is going to permit that. Real Gs scoot in the rain. No, they... Mm. Nah, I no. guess I'm not gangster enough. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> uh, man, I love scooting. I've been on, I've been on a scooter in months now. Yeah, it's been a long time for it. Might might my, my last scoot experience might have been when Paul couldn't stand up on one, and I was laughing so hard I almost fell off. Man. That was awesome. <laughs> I can't believe he waited until cross-examination three weeks later to mention that he was on mushrooms. I thought that retard couldn't ride a scooter the whole time. And, like, he left out a huge, huge piece of information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do feel like mushrooms um, fuck up your ability to drive things. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't even remember... I think I've driven on mushrooms maybe once. 
I drove, I drove, I drove, excuse me, on acid once. I'm sure you guys remember that. I know yeah. Melvin does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had to drive across halfway across Pennsylvania on acid because I blew all my money on said acid. And this guy told me he would fill my gas tank so I could get home to New Jersey and give me more acid if I drove him somewhere. I was like, oh, yeah, how far is it? He's like, oh, it's like 10 minutes away. It was not 10 minutes away. It was incredibly far away. And Did you get acid? Yes. Well. We went, we, we were driving and it started pouring rain. And this was when I still had the Tomb Raider shuddy. And that car was a piece of shit. It was like a an 87 or an 88. And I'm looking at the speedometer because I'm like, how fast am I going? I haven't checked in a while. And the whole thing was just swirled up so I couldn't read anything. And then I squinted and saw that I was doing like 80. And then we passed by a speed limit side and it said 25. So I slammed on the brakes, but since it was pouring rain, we just went into a 360 spin and just kept spinning in circles until we came to a stop and then all laughed in the face of death and then continued driving. And turns out our destination was the apartment of a gang member who decided he wanted to show off his hot girlfriend that he had a picture of in his wallet. And when he showed me her picture, she started morphing and was like, and got all demonic. And I, I like reacted to it. And he got mad at me and thought that I was like insinuating like, Buzz his girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> and then had to drive back. So that was a fun adventure. What gang was he affiliated with? Do you know? No, I have no idea. He was a Hispanic dude. I know that. No, oh, so Latinx, huh? Yeah, I'm yeah, take that this. Gang. Take this. Pretty sure they hang out down there at the executive suites or the Silver Fox. <laughs> only you crap your pants would own for you is the only. <laughs> Hold on. Crawfish and shrimp. It's a fooey. I'm a fucking cock. I'm a goddamn cock. Oh. All right, buttons are working. Let's see. <sighs> Shuddy, can I have record permission? I need permission before we do our Patreon. Recording in progress. Thank you. So what do you guys think of this video feed? Like I I decided now I'll just turn the lights up. Does that make me look less blue or now do I just look like a blue face? In a bright... I think you look less blue. Hmm. Okay. <sighs> Man, I've been feeling like shit lately. I don't know what's up. Dude, my apartment is so fucking cold. It sucks. Little mama's freezing her pussy off. Little mama's tatas are frozen. <laughs> so what time are we doing queef or no queef on Friday? Uh, I believe 11 a.m. 
Pacific Standard Time. Okay. Yeah. I can make that work. Oh, that's the volcano. Oh, sorry. I was like, what is I that? I thought you guys couldn't hear. I, I, I wasn't aware of I thought that noise could have been me. I was not sure what was happening. <laughs> oh, my God. Am I farting? <laughs> I was almost going to throw my computer. Dude, this is, like I was saying, this is the, B, the uh, perhaps the biggest drinking night of my year. This is usually annually where I get the most fucked up. Why is that again? It's the my college bookie. football national championship game. Yeah, my bookie throws in all you can drink, all you can eat, open bar at Legends. You remember that bar? And all you can Kevin. suck dicks. No, come on. <laughs> and um, based on my NBA record this year, I am effectively paying for it. So I am, I'm going to drink a bunch of tequila. The good kind. Meow, 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 meow. meow. So I'm trying to find this fucking one and done golf survivor league thing that I ran into last week and I accidentally deleted the fucking hyperlink and I just can't find where it was. Well, I don't think either one of us are going to be able to help. Well, yeah, no, I get it, but <laughs> I, don't know, I want to talk to someone about it. Yeah, apparently fuck me, right? Oh, damn it. Ooh, I just got some relatively exciting news. What happened? Share he this. He doesn't up. have AIDS. I don't. Which was really risky move after I boned Shuddy Boy Raw Dog. God damn it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Kind of left yourself open for that one, too. Yeah, why'd you turn your camera on, Shuddy? Yeah, why'd you even mention AIDS? You knew that was going to come back at you. <laughs> All right. Kevin's mad at me for something. Oh, I love you, Shuddy Bear. Was it giving him AIDS? Allegedly. <laughs> Not my words, Kevin's words. <laughs> no, Shuddy's, Shuddy's words. Someone said it. So, <clears throat> okay. Uh yes. shall we um kick this off? Yeah. Whenever you're ready. Um let, oh oh let me just make sure I got the theme song ready. What the farts? Is this it? It is. I found it. Alright, we're good to go. I found the uh the golf thing I was looking forward to. Just right, update for everyone. Good. Los Angeles, California, where the Mad Scientist Party are. 